From the brains behind Teal the Show, this is Teal the Podcast, your source for Jaguars news and analysis with NFL insider Mark Brunel and your host, Cole Pepper. We welcome you into Teal the Podcast. Uh, This is another pandemic edition. Cole Pepper, Mark Brunel. Uh, All right. One of the things that we've noticed during the pandemic is that NFL players are doing their best to try to get some work in while there are no mini camps or OTAs or team meetings, anything other than in cyberspace. We've seen some guys, you know, get small groups and throw together at a park or in a field or wherever. And recently there was an explosion of excitement uh, because on uh, Twitter late last week, a video surfaced of Gardner Minshew at a quarterback coaching school uh, whipping it around. Um, sun's out, gun's out. Uh, <laughs> so I want to talk about what a quarterback can do in the offseason. And I want to start with some historical perspective from you, Mark. What was the, what was the offseason like for you when you played? Well, it was I, – I could tell you – kind of when the season ended, hopefully that season would end uh, later rather than sooner. Um, for me, uh, I always took about, took about three weeks after the season to really do nothing, uh, just to heal, um, uh, get away from football for a little bit. But after about a month, uh, three weeks to four weeks, it was time to get going again. Um, our off-season programs typically started uh, in, in March. So you, you kind of had that February just to relax, spend time with the family. Um, but within that month of getting back to it, we would do, you know, very similar as far as quarterbacks and receivers getting together, you know, a little bit, working on drills, working on your footwork, just easing into it. Because you have to understand that uh, when we, back then, when we started our off-season program, we got to March we were hitting it pretty hard, Cole. So you had to be in, you know, in some measure of shape. You had to be in a, a place where you're ready to throw more footballs. You couldn't just come in off, you know, just off a of vacation and start working out. I played for Coach Coughlin. And I so remember he, that, yeah. He, yeah, he demanded that, um, you know, when you, when you come to camp, you know, this, this can't be day one of the offseason. You have to be ready for it. So there was, uh, there was some throwing. There's some working out on our own. And, uh, but um, it was very strict once we started the off-season program, uh, putting in the time in the weight room on the field running, as well as, you know, watching tape, having meetings, getting on the field a little bit in the OTAs and the mini camps. It was, Cole was, it was very rigorous, actually. So there was very little downtime. The only downtime for me was that about three-week period after the season was over. All right. So obviously Tom Coughlin's off-season uh, directives very structured, more so than they can be now in the NFL. Right. Learned. Um, did you ever have time or have occasion where you were like, you know what? I just need to get Jimmy and Keenan and Pete Mitchell or Kyle Brady and Fred. I just need to get the guys to get. And did you have like a passing time? Did you, or had you already developed that pitch and catch kind of mentality and that relationship with those guys to the point where you never really had to, to do that as time went? You know, it's, it's, uh, there's never a substitute for hard work. Um, but we had developed a, a rapport so early that 
uh, and we had played together so for so long that the only time that we really threw extra was it might have been a you know uh, a week before training camp started or before OTAs or mini camps or shortly afterwards or uh, there was a lot of extra time you didn't really you didn't really do that like when you're when you're off time when you weren't in the building uh, because everything like I said was so rigorous when you weren't in the building um, you know you were away doing something with your family so when you got close to uh, workouts the guys were around you might throw a little bit but it, it wasn't a thing like it like it is now um, where guys you know when I was with the Jets we went out to California for for about a week and spent time doing that very thing throwing with receivers before training camp uh, got going um, there were very little restrictions on, on on amounts of practices and time to uh, time you could be on the field so Cole we got our work in while we were there and then when we were away uh, we were away because we knew once training camp came around, again, it was going to be very rigorous, but uh, we always made sure that we had our time, but that time mostly was spent in the practices. So what was your take on the Minshew video uh, that came out with him throwing? Um, got, a lot of, uh, got a lot of excitement built up on social media. Uh, as a quarterback, watching what he was doing, what was he really doing there? Well, he was working on his craft. He was obviously he was working on his footwork, and and uh, uh, my first thoughts were, you know, I, I love seeing it. Um, it showed me a few things. One, that the, the the game obviously is important to him. He's putting in the time. He's doing the extra. He's getting ready. Uh, he was going pretty hard, um, and it wasn't like he was just you know tossing the ball around a little bit. Uh, he was really working, and we just saw a portion of it. And that's one thing about Gardner Minshew. I don't think it's going to, you know, surprise anybody that he is going to put the time in. He cares about it. He wants to be great. I'm sure he recognizes that there are areas of his game that needs uh, that needs improvement, and he's going to do uh, everything he can to improve in those areas. That's that's footwork. That's throwing the ball, being more accurate, uh, working on that arm strength. I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Does it? Does he look bigger? Without a I mean, doubt. Obviously, we got a good shot of his arms, you know, in that cutoff shirt. He looks, he looks bigger. And, yeah. and, uh, he looks thicker. Um, he looks stronger, which, uh, uh, which I think is great. Gardner Minshew's going to work. And I love that, that we as, as fans got to see a little bit of that, just a small glimpse of the time that he's putting in to, to, you know, to, to be in our franchise quarterback. The surprising thing, a lot of times you see quarterbacks who change their body as they get older. Um, either they try to shed a few pounds because they want to be more nimble. I think of David Garrard uh, losing about 20, 25 pounds one off season to, to try to be uh, bring the running game into it more. I'm not sure if you ever had an off season like that, where you really transformed your body that much. I don't recall one, um, but usually it happens later in a career. Sure. In his first professional off season, you know, last year he was preparing for the draft. So he didn't have a full off season. The fact that he has done what he has done, does that tell you anything about his approach? Well, it's interesting. I, you would think that if Gardner Minshew, let's say, he, let's say he's gained 10 good pounds, 10 pounds of muscle, I would think it would be to be able to withstand the season, uh, to make sure he's strong and durable, to be able to take the hits, uh, to be able to bounce back. There's no substitute for, for strength. The problem is when you're gaining 10 pounds, for some guys um, – it, it, it possibly could make you a little less mobile, a little uh, more slow of foot. 
Uh, you're a little heavier, so it's, it, it takes a little bit more to move that body weight around. Uh, he looked pretty good on that video. I don't, I, I mean, he's still going to be a mobile quarterback. Um, but I've got to think he's just trying to do something to, um, to, to be able to take, take the hits. And that's probably a good thing. Um, but, uh, you know, that's a, that's a question for Gardner. But uh, um, we certainly wouldn't want to see him thinner because um, he's not a real tall guy. But I like the, I like the fact that he's, he's gained – it looks like he's gained some muscle. Uh, I think that'll serve him well, Cole. Aside from changing your body or your build, um, you talked about it. it did look like it was a lot of footwork that he was doing there. Completing the passes wasn't the thing. There was no defense. Was in. But, <laughs> the, you know, it, it's, it's you know, eye discipline and it's footwork, right? Those are the things you can work on against nobody out right. there. Um, how much of an issue were those two things in your mind with Gardner last year? And – is there a big gap for him to, to, to improve in those two areas uh, going forward? Well, there's no question. And I love seeing the work that Gardner did out there. But uh, to your point, and you mentioned it, there wasn't a defense. Uh, there was not a pass rush. He wasn't going to throw an interception. He wasn't going to get hit. Uh, and being in those environments, um, that's what will help him the most, Cole. Uh, and that's where this, you know, this pandemic is really going to hurt a player like Gardner Minshew because he has not been – in a situation where there is a pass rush, not that he's going to get hit in OTAs or minicamp. There are defenders. There is a defense to read. There are things you learn from when you do throw a mistake uh, on the football field. That is what Gardner Minshew needs the most. And this offseason, he's not going to get it. He needs time on task. He needs to be in the pocket, to get comfortable in the pocket, get settled, get a feel for what's going on around him. But at the same time, being able to look downfield, look at a defense, go through his progressions, um, that's what concerns me the most about Gardner Minshew. The work ethic is there. Uh, the intangibles, the leadership, the, the it factor, um, all of that is right there. But for him to take the step, he needs, he needs football. He, you know, he needs real-life football. Uh, and until he gets that, it's, it's really hard to take that big step. I will say this, Colin, you've heard me say it before. To be able to have success in the NFL at, at the quarterback position, you have to be able to um, be able to manage within the manage within the pocket. There are times during the game where it's Cole, it's it's third and ten, or it's it's you know, it's 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 third and twelve. You don't want to get in those situations, but a scramble outside the pocket isn't going to isn't going to do it. You got to be able to uh, operate within the framework of the pocket, be comfortable, make that throw downfield. Um, he did not do well with that last year. His arm strength last year uh, wasn't as good as it needs to be. So hopefully that's something we'll see different this year, Cole. Now you talked about time on task, getting out there on the field and, and doing that. There was a story this week from Yahoo Sports saying that the uh, owners had an agreement on being able to start once the governor of California cleared uh, for uh, professional sports to return in some capacity, that they would allow for mini camps league-wide. California is kind of the lagging state here uh, with reopenings. Um, if you're a player and you've gone through this whole pandemic and the lockdowns and everything else that's come with it, what do you want to see done before you get back out there on the field? Or do you think, hey, I'm a young, healthy guy. 
let's get out there and let's just get to it. Uh, maybe there won't be media or maybe there won't be fans around and what, there may be limited people out there on the field. But in terms of getting time on the field, let's just get back to it right now. Let's go. Cole, if you're a, if you're a player that wants to win, if you understand what it means to be a professional football player, a true professional, you have to recognize that your best chances of winning games are twofold. One, being together, and two, practicing. Uh, an OTA practice, a minicamp practice, whatever you call it, uh, there, there really is no substitute for a team competing against each other on, in situational football, on the field, uh, doing all the things that you see on Sundays. Um, uh, you know, working on coverages, working on pass patterns, working on the fundamentals, throwing routes, handing the ball off, just uh, blocking. All of those things really comes down to, to, to uh, competition. If you're going to compete uh, on Sundays during the, during the season, if you're going to do well, there has to be a lot of competition building up to that. That's what this game is about. It's about competing um, not only against your opponent, but with, with yourself and trying to be the best player you can be. So if you're a player, you recognize the importance of that. The problem is, Cole, there are some guys that just wouldn't mind if they just showed up, uh, you know, a week before the first game. They would just be fine with that. Um, too many of those guys can really hurt you. You hope that there's a core group or the vast majority of the, or the Jaguars are guys that recognize, you know what, we got to go in the field. We got to get to work because everyone's saying we can't. Uh, and if we don't start practicing, they might be right. Well, and to your point about everybody saying that the Jaguars can't, uh, odds makers are among those who are saying they can't. Uh, the Jaguars have been made the longest of long shots to win the Super Bowl. Um, I think Cincinnati and Washington have also, uh, were at the bottom of the, of the barrel in terms of the odds there. And recently the odds for coach of the year came out and the longest odds, Doug Marone, um, which, well, that's the last thing you want to see. Uh, that's not only an indictment of your team, it's an indictment of you as a coach and the perception of you as a coach. You, uh, there are not a lot of expectations that are going to be very high around the nation for this Jaguars team this year, no matter what the offseason looks like. And if I'm Doug Marone, I'm loving that. Because the first time, first time the team does get together, Cole, I am putting that up on the, on the, the screen, uh, the PowerPoint presentation, whatever they're using these days. I'm showing the whole team, hey, your odds of, of pulling this thing on uh, are, are beyond slim. And the odds of me as a coach, I'm just talking about those very things. And you use that as a motivation. You say, guys, everyone says we can't. All right, what are we going to do to prove them wrong? Um, and you know what? Even in professional football, Cole, that stuff works. Uh, it's, it's still a kid's game. You, you still get motivated by people saying that you don't have a chance. Uh, you still like to overcome the odds. Uh, you still like to be that part of that story where people just say, you know what? The Jacksonville Jaguars, 2020 version, uh, they don't have a chance in the world uh, to win the Super Bowl. And, and you use that. Um, Listen, and, and, and there are reasons why that those things come out, right? Um, poor records have been for some time. Uh, young quarterback going into his, his, his second year, and the draft, too early to tell, free agent acquisitions, okay, some solid players, but no real splash there. 
losing some veteran guys that we had a real presence in the locker room on the field. So you understand where they're coming from. Uh, but hopefully Doug Merle can, can turn that around and, and use all of that as, as something that could perhaps motivate this team. All right, let me uh, shift gears for our last topic here, and that is high school football amid the pandemic. Uh, no spring football this year, obviously. Right. We're in just about the summertime now. As a high school football coach, what are you, what are you keeping an eye on with all this? What are, you, uh, what are your expectations for what's going to happen when, um, you know, the, the school year rolls around? We're sitting here recording this in, in late May. There are some openings that are happening as time goes on, but what do you expect down the line? Well, uh, I feel good that there will be a high school football season uh, because of steps that have been taken uh, in, in, the last, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, we did miss spring ball, and for a program, well, really all programs, that really hurts you. We, we, uh, we get a lot of value out of our spring football, a lot of young players that, that uh, need to work on the fundamentals, just being together and all of that. But, Cole, I will tell you this. Uh, Monday, June 1st, the football team is, is starting our off-season strength and conditioning program on campus. Now, we have, we have our summer program safety protocols in place uh, that we will adhere to and make sure that while we are coming together, it is a safe and uh, safe environment, a healthy environment, as healthy as we can get it. Um, but uh, the fact that we are starting on Monday, I think is a really good indication that things are moving in the right direction as far as getting back to football. Um, so we're going to take it one week at a time. Next week, we get to work out. Uh, we expect our, our summer program to be seven weeks long. And, and then after that, shortly after that, training camp will start. I think things will look different, Cole, um, as far as how you manage as a team, as you operate as a team, uh, the way you practice, you know, locker room procedures and, and things of that nature. But I think we'll, we're, we're going to figure it out. I, I expect us to play football. Um, it's so good for our players. It's so good for our young men to, to, to be out there, to be together, to play football together, uh, to experience that camaraderie, that brotherhood. Uh, to compete and to work hard, all that stuff that's just good for, for, uh, uh, for our young people. Uh, it can't happen soon, soon enough. And as a coach, I can't wait to get the guys together. All right, sounds good. We'll be keeping a close eye on uh, all levels of football as we move forward here uh, toward the season. It'll be interesting. I, as you say, I don't think it's going to look exactly the same in the college and pro levels. I think there are going to be some differences. What those are going to be still remain to be seen. All right, you can uh, follow us. Uh, of course, as always, you can subscribe to Teal the Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. And as always, you can find Teal the Podcast under the Sports tab on newsforjack.com. Mark, thanks a lot. Talk to you next time. Thank you, Cole. I appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next time right here on Teal the Podcast.